balance is me being not just Tonton's mum, but also yeah. being creative. That's for me, balance. Like sitting at home and only mothering and only that, I think that would break me. I really need some sort of outlet or some sort of being me again. And I think that's what mm. Lil Motel is. I have a thing that doesn't matter what the result is, you have to try. So whether it's a math test or whether it's anything in life, try. Because that feeling of not trying is worse than anything else in the world. That is Dana and Haley for this episode of From Birth to Business. I am your host, Britt, and I'm so excited for you to hear all about this beautiful brand today. I actually chatted with these co-founders and very dear friends right at the end of my pregnancy, so a while back now, and I've been absolutely obsessing over their Scandi bedding with an Aussie twist ever since. So if you haven't heard of them or checked them out, please jump on their website and view their amazing products. All the links are in the show notes and on frombirthtobusiness.com. Let's jump straight into their story with Hayley now. Enjoy. So I'm Hayley. I've got three kids. My oldest is in year six, just started. Um, year three, and my little one, as we said, just started kindy today. So hopefully she goes well, but feeling a little nervous about it all. And I'm one of the co-founders together with Dana of Little Myrtle. And Dana's got... I have a two-year-old. A little cheeky bump. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, let's jump into it. I'd really love to know what did life look like before starting your business, Little Myrtle? Before starting, after starting, always crazy. Just various elements and extra responsibility. So before Little Myrtle, for me, I was actually living overseas until last year um, and just moved back. We were living in Hong Kong for three years and... I was working over there. Um, all three kids were either at school or school. And then I moved back. My husband stayed there for most of last year and continued to run um, a charity over there and started Little Myrtle with Dana, which it has been great. It actually has probably been my saviour because amongst all the crazy, it was something that was exciting and that we really believed in and is an amazing product and I get to work with someone I love. So it's been really great. It's a creative outlet. It is. Yeah, and we work really well together, so it's pretty cool. It's, yeah, I mean, your life has always been busy too. So Yeah, but we like it. I do. I'm not good with the quiet. I'm not, I don't know what to do with myself. My mother says it's a problem. Either am I, hence why I'm starting this podcast. weeks <laughs> pregnant. I was like, let's sit still. No. <laughs> no, it's too much time to think. There's no rather do. I know. I was living um, a dream life actually. I was living in the Kimberley in the tent. My partner was a helicopter pilot. Uh, we were working down in the Kimberley. I was teaching yoga. Um, we had a lot of miscarriages, and on the fifth pregnancy, um, I kind of knew that this was going to be the one. We moved back to Sydney to be closer to medical attention. Miracle baby was born, John John. Um, and yeah, and, um, husband lost his job a week after our son was born due to the pandemic. So a lot of stress there and yeah, opened another company and now Lord Mantle. 
So what was uh, the main driver, I guess, for stepping into this this new world of product development? Maybe Hayley? Um, so I have an interior design background and then worked in communications, um, which is where I met Dana. And for both of us, I think being creative and is really, really important. We've always, I've always worked for other people. And for the first time, it was an opportunity to really like get behind and design something and build something that we believed in. And that was meaningful to us using only like the best products and organic products and things that were luxurious and timeless and that really had a part of us in everything we do. So that was really the motivator. Yeah, definitely. Can you, maybe Dana, can you recall the moment where you actually had the idea for Little Myrtle? Yes. Um, I'm on like the socials quite a lot because of my other company and I've noticed that so many, so many people in Australia are looking for Scandi designs and looking overseas and buying things overseas and shipping costs. I've done that myself. The shipping costs are crazy. And I was like, why isn't there something that represents Australia in the same kind of quality, um, beautiful Australian botanicals and something that's made or designed in Australia for Australians with the same kind of style and design. And that's when I was like, little metal. Yeah, I've definitely throughout my journey have been trying to, well, I've purchased pretty much everything from Australia. <laughs> and why I was like, hang on a minute, all of these companies are started by mums. Like, it was so cool. Um, but I have bought mm-hmm. one thing from overseas and the shipping cost was just astronomical. It wasn't even worth it. Yeah. Um, Great. So obviously, like you said, you're on socials, you're obviously doing a little bit of research, but was there anything else around or in that early stage that helped you kind of validate this this idea and this business as a concept? Uh, the amount of people looking for those kind of brands for me and um, what validated is most, I know that Aussies are proud. Like I'm very proud to be an Aussie. I know the accent's different, but I am. Uh, I have been um but yeah so I wanted it to be really 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 Aussie um but still that very sort of vintage sort of you know like high 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 quality organic low-tox materials that you can find overseas but you can't really find much of it over here so once um I guess the idea was validated. <laughs> what did you move into next? Did you focus on product design? Did you focus on perhaps sourcing the right manufacturers or partners? Design. Design. And everything else. Yeah. All at the same time. I think it was just combination. We really work well together. Like I can finish Haley's sentences easily. Like I'll do something and then Haley will say, oh, Dana, we need to. Okay, done. Yeah. Like that's the way that we work. Um, I think the design process is something that speaks to, to, to us both. Like we really both into design. So it was the creativity, some, again, validating that what we want to do or how we want it to look is something that we know that other people would like as well. Um, and then the process of manufacturing is quite big and long and like I want to test everything and I want samples of everything. And so that was the next stage only. Like we first wanted to have the designs ready have them for the, we wanted the samples with our design on it, not just the fabric. Um, and thank God we did that. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, because yeah, some of the things that arrived were just... You just look at it and you're like, nope. Uh-uh. 
how was that process i guess from say your designs were complete and then you went through the manufacturing hmm. at least yeah if you want if you wanted to reach the level that you wanted to reach you really really need to put a lot of effort into finding like manufacturers is also a relationship it's a relationship that you're going to have someone for such a long time and i'm all about that we have an amazing relationship where like it's all like exes and hearts and like we love who we're working with and it's something that's really important to me because i know that as soon as i find someone with the right quality the right personality um it's just it'll just make everything that much easier you want life like i mean hopefully life long relationships you yeah. want people who know you you want people who trust you we want to work with people like that too so I think also being parents this isn't our first job we've had we've worked in you know corporate and we've worked in not-for-profit and to have an opportunity to actually build these relationships mm. is so important to us because that's what carries you through absolutely so moving on to the pricing stage of the product development journey had either of you had experience with pricing a product before and if so or if not how did you approach that I did because I I do run another company but um it was difficult for us because we wanted we know what it's to be a parent and we know how um things are unaffordable and the things that you do want to buy are that much unaffordable but we also wanted the quality so um I think we were we were thinking of selling more, like sometimes less is more, if you know what I mean. So selling more at a less profit and getting our name out there and people to actually feel and love and enjoy our, our high quality items. So we have priced them way lower than what we would like to. They're still expensive. So they still are expensive. No, we're not going to. But it's expensive to make as well. It is. That, that was the other part we were going to say. It's like we spend a lot on the products that we're that we're designing and that we're um, sourcing. So we've tried not to pass on all those costs to our customer, but it's been tricky. And I think we're still trying to work it out. Like there's a lot of things that are new and we're trying to figure out as we go. And obviously we'll have to revisit probably lots of different aspects of what we're doing. Um, But it was a journey, it was research, it was uh, Googling. It was. It was samples. Samples. It was um, it was a multitude of things. Yeah, yeah. That's that's such an interesting way to approach it. Like you said, trying not to pass on all of the cost mm. to the consumer, but also so that you can kind of get your product into their hands for them to fall in love with it and for them to b- purchase more. And when did so Little Myrtle did that launch late last year too? We launched literally on uh, Black Friday. Oh wow. It was the wrong time to launch, but we yes. waited to launch to launch very long time. And Hayley was like, just let's just press was like let's just feel it. Hard. I can't it's like this baby that you're waiting to give birth to. You know it's ready and it's baked and it's time to come out. But it's not sitting there. I'm like, no, we just have to So we launched it, but we haven't really we haven't started our social. We haven't started like we getting there. It was a soft launch. It was a very soft launch, but sometimes like it was just school holidays afterwards, three kids at home, another kid at home. It was just too much. We knew that that was going to be the deal. So, like, we're not, we have done sales. We've already done wholesaling. We're like, we're there. But there's so much more that we want. Like, we want to. We haven't pushed it. Yeah, we had to be in it. Yeah. 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 Like you said, soft, soft launch. Soft launch. Just building up. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you have an online store, which is beautiful, may I add. It's so Thank stunning you. and seamless. Um, 
So you are doing some direct to consumer, you know, selling yourself. Like you just mentioned, you have a wholesale side of the business too. What, bringing it back to the direct to consumer part, did you build that online store yourself? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Stunning. And are there, I guess, behind that, are you using Shopify? Are you using? Yeah, Shopify is easy. And any other um, solutions or tech that you're using at the moment, maybe for email or is that to come? Clavio. We use Clavio for emails. We love that. Um, we decided to use Judge Me for reviews because um, we want them to be verified. Um, yeah, I think that's the most. And socials, Instagram and Facebook, which will probably be our biggest sellers. Yeah, yeah. And then with the wholesale side of the business too, have you how have you approached that? Interesting you ask. So we were actually approached initially. <laughs> I mean this email came in and I was like, Oh my god, have you seen that email? Like how did they even how do they know us? Because it's funny, we didn't have any ads, we don't have anything yet. And we were like, How do you how do, like it's probably Instagram? Hmm. But it was such a nice compliment to see an email come in and say, Hey, would you be interested in wholesaling? Yeah. yeah. So we've been approached and we'll start approaching other companies as well and other sort of smaller, more boutique retail spaces that are more in line with our with our brand. And now, Dana, you already mentioned that you have another business, but Hayley, have you ever considered, I guess, launching something else yourself and how, it already sounds like you guys are working amazingly together, but I guess how are you navigating the co-ownership of Little Myrtle? Navig- we just do yeah, we're not the kind of people who it's not too much to do. Yeah, we don't do that. It's kind of like, okay, let's get this done. Okay, I'll do that. You do that. We're very fast as well. We don't. There's we don't muck around. Yeah, we don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> we we trust each other. It's not like you work this many hours. I work this many. Like if I'm free at night, I'll be free at night and I'll answer customers on the socials. I know it's a bit harder for Haley um, during those well, hours and little holidays and all that. So we just there's no. I know that what needs to be done will be done. Hmm. And we don't have this like grudge of who did what, what. No, yeah, we don't even I have. I even tell you like how many hours I spend or how many done. Like we don't even have roles. We we want to do stuff together. It doesn't mean that we won't in the future. I think yeah. most of this stage, it's worked really nicely because it's been quite fluid. Yeah. Um, and if it does, it does need to change. And I think we're also both of the personality type that we can make that change and say, okay, well, look, I'm going to focus more on this area and you focus more on that area. Yeah, definitely. Because the ultimately we want the brand to succeed. We just talked about, obviously, how you are juggling the co-ownership of the business, but how are you also juggling between mum life and the business? Do either of you have <laughs> any tips? No, you survive. Minute by minute, that's it. A lot of people ask, like, how's your, like, your work balance? With your There's business? balance. There's none. I think yeah. the balance is me being not just John John's mum, but also yes. being creative. That's, for me, balance. Like, sitting at home and only mothering and only that, I think that would break me. I really need some sort of outlet or some sort of being me again. And I think that's what mm. Little Myrtle is. It's maintaining your identity. So yeah. it's not like Donna said, it's not just about being a mother or a wife or a partner or someone's daughter. It's about what's important to you, what fulfills you. And for us as, as women, I think it's really hard to be able to allow yourself to do what you need to do. So some days you might just want to be a mum. 
some days like you might want to work and it's okay if you can manage that brilliant if you can you know fulfill every side of yourself that's incredible it's not going to be easy no and many days you won't achieve it so right sometimes i just want to give myself permission to rest and it's okay and it's okay yes that is a very good message permission to rest so throughout the product development journey was there or were there any moments where you felt discouraged you know were there any barriers that came up where you were like oh hang on a minute no not really not no not so far right it's amazing because like with my other company yes and with this one i don't know it's just nice and fluid it has been really fluid. it's been really organic yeah it's kind of just that is true (laughs) and even i guess through like you said the the trickiest part was kind of sourcing those manufacturers and making sure that the quality of the product you were uh bringing to market was really high and obviously low tox and organic there was no point in that journey either where you were like oh my gosh are we ever going to find the right partner or oh i know we definitely got sent product that we looked at and went oh my god no but then we were like oh thank god we did samples yeah definitely so i mean yes of course you lose money in the process getting samples made especially with the shipping costs like it's it's like like you suddenly like for a sample it's like seven hundred dollars and you get like these four little samples because of the shipping and the whole like and but it's so worth it it is so worth it for the long run like i don't want to be the company that's going to be um receiving returns or you know i just want someone to receive our product and we have had Quite a few people test them for a while because I know quite a few influencers um, and they've had it for months and you can see them in the photos all the black. They use it all the time. Yeah, they love it. They absolutely love it, which is so, so nice to see. And yeah, so it's like all our kids are sleeping on them. Mm. We always test them before as well. So we sleep on them. We test the product. We've been sleeping on them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So um, we've really tested them before putting them out. Yeah, amazing. With the, how you just mentioned, you knew or you know a, a number of influencers. Has that been part of this kind of soft soft launch, go-to-market plan for you or? Absolutely. Like yes. I know that, um, yeah, influencers is a big thing. Um, mm. I've got a lot of friends who are influencers from through the other company that I've met to create relationships. It's those days where my son was born in COVID so you build those relationships and talk and then a lot of people from the community start helping you and I had no idea what to do and I didn't have a mother's group and it just became more friendly, um, which was really easy to distribute all these things. Even what you think about them, they'll be honest with you. No one will decide to, oh, it's gorgeous, it's nice, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know what you think about it. And then you see them with it over and over again, over their socials, on their stories. It's not even the tagging, it's just seeing them their day-to-day life with little Myrtle all the time. And that's definitely something that we know that in the future will help us a lot. Yeah. Sourcing that first-hand feedback is obviously so important, but also having the ability to reach their networks. And if they are using that product every day, it, it seems like a very natural fit. And it's not a friend that, like, it's not like just giving it out to friends and everybody saying, oh my God, it's stunning. <laughs> like, you know, it's giving it to people who are really, like, aren't your friends' friends and are really testing them out and you get to see like we say don't tag us try them use them there's no rush there's no you know just no pressure no pressure at all we know what it is to be like a mum. if you love it post it 
if you don't, like, we actually prefer you not to. Just let mm. us know. Like, give us a copy of that. Which, like, that approach will get you the most authentic content back anyway. It's part of who we are also as humans. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. very direct. It's very direct. We, yeah. Quite blind sometimes. That would be me. That would be her. <laughs> so influencer outreach part to the side for the moment. As part of the soft launch, you've been using organic social obviously mm-hmm. and are there plans to move into paid social paid search what are you we're actually of... we're just gonna, we're probably going to start doing facebook after oh, our chat yeah <laughs> after this chat <laughs> yeah okay. that was part of our list for today yeah well, no yeah we we just wait for the kids to be back at school so we can mm-hmm. actually start um we need quality quiet time mm. yeah yeah fair enough and also, like, will email be a component? Is that currently a component or? It is, but it's more we need to build up our database first for it to be effective. So chicken egg scenario there. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, how are you collect? Is it, is it like a 10%, a certain a discount offer to try and collect? It's a 10% discount. And I think most of it is word, like the people who have bought our stuff, you can see it's made word of mouth. Yeah, because we know where we're the people that like we distributed your items to, and you can see like you know things coming from those kind of areas like mm. Queensland, and um, which is even better. Um, if word of mouth was our biggest seller, that would make me the happiest. Me too. Yeah. So, what advice would you have for a a mum and a first time founder that has a product idea but is currently doubting herself and doesn't really know where to begin? I have a thing in our house that with my kids and it goes through to my husband and I too, but I have a thing that doesn't matter what the result is, you have to try. So whether it's a math test or whether it's anything in life, try. Because that feeling of not trying is worse than anything else in the world. If you try and you succeed, amazing. If you try and fail, learn where you failed and fix it for the next time. So that's, I would just say, go for it. You'll regret it if you don't. Well, it's that whole idea that you, you often learn more from your failures than your successes anyway too, right? So it's... Absolutely. If, if you try and it fails, you've learned something. Great. Go again. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. How many, like how many things in life have you actually tried and failed? A lot. And learned from there. Yeah, it's, it's just normal. But you don't think about it. I think the more you try and you fail, the less you think about the failure you think more about, okay, well, I've got to do that next time, which is, let's not even take that. Let's take that word failure out. It's such a negative word. Try and learn. That's it. Like try and learn from mistakes. It's true. But like, I mean, my son was doing a math test the other day and I said to him, okay, but I don't, that's great that you got whatever percentage. I said, actually, that's fine. What did you get wrong? I said, where did you not understand what you were doing? Because that's what I'm interested in. That's our, that's our opportunity. Let's learn from that part of it. Yeah. Are there any other um, brands that are creating pregnancy, baby or postpartum products that are founded by Australian mums that you love and would also recommend? Um, I'm going first. Okay. So, yes, Dana's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell me more. So Dana's got a company called Rug Above. I don't know why I'm talking about it. She can talk about it. Um, And she's created the most beautiful play mats that again, non-toxic, they look like rugs. So you can just keep them in your house and it doesn't look like a baby product. It's actually something that can just, you can keep forever. 
I mean, you can talk I about that. I can. I can talk about Rakabab forever because it's been the most wonderful journey. Um, it's a very, very successful business as well. Um, I think we're one of the top sellers in Australia and New Zealand, and um, everyone from overseas is buying it as well. Um, which was, I, I just, I to tell you the truth, I just want Little Myrtle to be as good, if not more. Um, but it's been an amazing journey. So we we try we try to do it um, a side for everyone to love, like the stylish side and a fun side for the kids, because not compromising goes both ways. And then another company I would say is Catchy. I don't know if you've heard about them. So it's the high chair catchy. So it's it's an amazing mom called Rachel. Um for me, starting solids was one of the hardest things. And she has the social like just looking at her social media and her genius idea and her family and how she cooks and what she does and the recipes. That's something that I know for me as a mom long time ago would have so helped me and I couldn't find any of those resources. Um, so today I actually follow them all the time just to see like the lunch boxes and what she packs and she's got a little baby. Uh, it's just amazing. And the product is amazing. Like I think they've already sold to around 50,000 homes. So it's basically like a little catcher thing that goes underneath your high chair. So when your baby eats and they throw their food everywhere, which they do, it catches most of the food underneath. So you don't have to go and clean your floors or your carpets. And it's recyclable. You can take it from that container into the container and use it again, which is amazing. Yeah. Genius. And then if you've got a rugabub underneath, then the rugabub doesn't get dirty because you've got a catcher. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So I have um, just one more question that I've been thinking about. So obviously this podcast is called From Birth to Business. And I wondered if there was anything from perhaps your birth or your postpartum experience that has kind of carried over to the way that you, you know, you do business or the way that you really wanted to work. Yes. Relationship. relationship to community community mm-hmm. is everything in life um and you really do build community when you do something like this it's the amount of chats that you have to other mums and what's going on in their life and what's going on in your life and support it's such a support big support network um yeah it's- yeah I, I think for us it was really about creating a high quality good quality brand um Things that were important, something that's timeless, something that's 100% got organic cotton and and then being able to be comfortable and confident with the product and go out into the community and say, look, we got you. Like, this is this is good. Yeah. And, um, and we support other parents and other businesses as well. And we want to have a product that people are happy to support and um, engage with as well. 